Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. My opening salvo was really that uh, the, the, my real take on this game is they've done this incredible transformation and epic turnaround from the from the dregs of the NFL to a team that's in the Final Four. And much of it has been about what uh, Dan Campbell has done, what the assistant coaches like Johnson or Anitham have done, what their front office has done, even what their owner has done to get these people into place. And I I really think that Goff probably deserves more credit than he's gotten, especially in these two playoff games, because – he he's he is among the teams that are still playing. He's the one guy left who can't count on his defense to bail him out. Baltimore is the best defense in the NFL. The Chiefs have the second best defense in the NFL this season. San Francisco has all pros and elite playmakers on defense. He doesn't have that. They've got Hutchinson and Pray for Rain basically on defense. They are they were the 23rd scoring defense in the NFL. He has, in my opinion, the thinnest margin of error. And I think for the most part, he's played a pretty flawless two games in the playoffs against teams with offenses that when they're out there against the Lions defense, you expect those units to score points. So I want to tip my cap to golf because I think he's been tremendous in these two games. And he's got guys around him to make him better. And he's got a fantastic play caller. But the dude, I think, has been money for them. And they scored 31 points today. They've scored, what, 24 and 31? They're averaging almost 30 points in the playoffs. He's He's been great. Listen, he is uh, for a couple of years now, man. For a couple of yep. years. And, like, he his home road numbers are drastic. His dome v. cold weather numbers are drastic. And San Francisco is not a dome, but it's not going to be cold. And they've looked vulnerable. And obviously, we'll do more on the preview episode of this. But the Lions, who I told you on the pod, favorite preseason bet was them minus 140 to win the North. Check. I 
I picked them to win the NFC. We bet them to win the NFC on the pod. And 39 to 1 set it before the opener. Chiefs Lions as a Super Bowl exacta. I got that bet too. So I've been on the Lions all year. I feel vindicated by this. The defense is a little worse than I thought. The offense is exactly as good as I thought. And they have to, at this point, transition from the cute, likable story of, we're so happy for Detroit. Look at their fans. Look at the 60-year season ticket holder. They They hosted a home game. They won a home game. They hosted a second home game. They won a home game. They are a legitimately great team that top to bottom is run very well when for our entire lives, they've been known as the franchise that forced Barry Sanders into early retirement, forced Calvin Johnson into early retirement, wasted Matt Stafford. As soon as he leaves, he goes and wins the Super Bowl. Oh man, why are they playing on Thanksgiving? Lions fans go to the game with bags on their heads. (laughs) Do not the best organization in football. They haven't done it for long enough yet, but Brad Holmes, their general manager, he's had three drafts. Every single player he's drafted is on this team. Every single one. They, they're they just rock solid. So, yeah, Goff has a top two offensive line in the sport. Great skill position guys, plays in a dome, great play caller, all of the system, uh, system advantages that exist, no question about it. He's not one of the five most talented dudes in the NFL, but he doesn't make mistakes when things are going well around him. He doesn't shoot himself in the foot. So maybe on the road in San Francisco, he'll the wheels will come off. But they deserve a ton of credit, and they deserve to be treated like more than just a cute little story. They're a great organization right now, and they give a lot of fans of bad organizations, and I'll raise my hand as one who follows and covers and roots for one. They give a lot of us hope because if the Lions can become this model of success and competence, then basically anybody can. Well, that's why I probably should have started by saying, I think it's the best sport. I think it's the best story going in sports right now. What they've done this year. That should really be the lead that this moribund organization that just, I think, I want to say they've equaled. Well, I, I want to, how many playoff wins did they have all time? Like in the Super Bowl era before this run? They won in 91. They beat Dallas to get to the NFC Championship game when they got then they got smoked by Washington. I know in 83 they played in the NFC divisional round, but I think that might have been because they got the they won the division and got a bye. I mean, I I, I think they we'll have we'll have um, Spencer look it up. I think since 1957 they they might have four playoff wins. They might have either equaled what they had before this season in this playoff run or already exceeded it. Do you have it pulled up? In 57, they They won won. the championship. Yep, they won two games. Okay, how many since? I mean... Just 91? Yeah, one in 91, dude. So that's so... So so in the modern era, since the merger, they have three playoff wins and two of them are in this postseason. Yep, that's correct. That is it's just it's just I mean this sport is it's supposed to be it favors the worst it gives the worst teams the best draft position. There's a salary cap to try to 
keep or, or prevent the best teams from holding on to their best players. I mean, it's just, it's, it's supposed to be a statistical impossibility for a team to be as bad as they have been for so long. And I remember when they were 0-10 two years ago and they came to Pittsburgh and they tied the Steelers. And I was thinking like at that point, even like this Dan Campbell thing is just not going to work. You know, he's, he's brash. He's a, he's got a big mouth. He's a great soundbite, but he's not going to actually do what no one else has done there and lead them out of this cycle of futility. And he has, I mean, Danny, you know, what's going to be funny when the season is over. He's probably not going to win coach of the year. It's going to go to Kevin Stefanski. And that is going to just look so weird. Yep. That someone took the Detroit Lions to the NFC Championship game, and we're going to like look back at the list of Coach of the Year winners five years from now and be like, "Wait a minute, Dan Campbell didn't win Coach of the Year in twenty twenty? You know what I mean?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, and a lot of guys. We talked about it. A lot of guys had good years, and it's a regular season award. But Shane Steichen, Mike McDaniel, Kevin Stefanski, none of those guys are around. Uh, right now, and Dan Campbell's had an absolutely. Ridiculous- and he went for that fourth and one, and he and he ran it with Reynolds, which stunned yep. me. I mean, he didn't even have his number one or number two running back in the game in that situation, and that gave them a seven point lead. That was a huge decision, and it worked. He rolled the two, dice there. Two little things: one to add a specific moment for Goff, that third and fifteen conversion. Oh yeah, to Amon Ra with eight and a half minutes left. That's big time play and I crushed it at the time I think you did too Jameer Gibbs is worth the 12th overall pick on this team like with with that with that line playing in that dome man if they didn't have David Montgomery he'd be a 1500 yard 15 touchdown guy he is I mean, he's yeah. not as good as Christian McCaffrey. I understand that. Yeah. But he, like the eye test, again, shows me that like next year, he should be a first round pick in fantasy football. Oh, 100%. Like, I agree like with he, that. He, he's going to have, a, if he stays healthy with that team, that offense, that line, he's going to have like a peak Alvin Kamara. Peak I was going to say the same thing. I think best case scenario is McCaffrey. Worst case scenario is, is Alvin Kamara. He's so good. I, I, I don't, he might get hurt. Uh, maybe they'll keep Montgomery and he'll have some touchdowns vultured for him in, in, inside the five. But he is an awesome football player. All right. Niners and Packers. My God, man. What a roller coaster this game was. Jordan Love making high-level top 10, 20 percentile throws. Kyle Shanahan coaching scared. End of the half, 79 seconds on the clock. They run five plays when he has all of their timeouts. One of them is a spike. One of them is a field goal attempt. Brock Purdy looks shook. He is literally wiping his hand on his pants as he is dropping back to pass. He's so affected by the rain. Debo Samuel is hurt. There's the fumble on the kick return that Wilson dives on. One of the great fumble recoveries you'll ever see. It was just 
everything in the world was pointing upset, 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 upset. Tom Rinaldi has that report that Matt LaFleur basically prays whenever Carlson comes on the field to kick a field goal. Uh huh. He misses it. Purdy had a few plays on that last drive. Jordan Love goes Brett Favre as a Viking, throws the ball across his body. They lose, and San Francisco somehow survives and advances. I really don't know how the Niners won that football game. Green Bay dominated it for 56 minutes. The, it's going to be interesting with the Niners now because they dodged a bullet, but that that how much of that is going to carry over into their next game? You know, they look now like a way more vulnerable team than we yes. thought they were. They lose to Baltimore at home. They almost give this game away. And, you know, the Purdy conversation, it's just there's so many bad actors in it. It's so annoying. The thing that I hate that, like, I am at least seeing a lot of now is that there seems to be the people that, like, are pro-Purdy, like, are getting super defensive about what I think is, like, legitimate criticism of the way he played in the game. It's just, it's it's really funny. Like now some of those people want you to be, want us to be reminded that he was the last pick in the draft and that we should again go back to like grading him and critiquing him on that rubric or on that scale. Well, look at what he's, he won a play. Hey, it wasn't pretty, but as the, as Mr. Irrelevant, he won another playoff game. You know, the goal goes. I got killed on Twitter for asking, are we sure Brock Purdy's the week one starter for the Niners next year? Before he had that drive and came back and won the game. Hey, I said on, uh, I was a guest on Mad Dog Radio about a month ago. And they, we, they, I was on the talk. I don't know why. I was on to talk about Russell Wilson. I said, I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up in San Francisco next year. And I got just crushed for it. But depending on how it goes next week against Detroit, like, they gave up on Jimmy Garoppolo for going deep in the playoffs. We know that there's not Jimmy a Garoppolo lot of patience. played in a Super Bowl. Correct. Like, Correct. I, 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 like, listen, if he balls out in the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl and they win, obviously he gets the gig. But you're telling me that Kirk Cousins, like Kirk Cousins is going to make an incredible amount of money. Mm-hmm. But he's already made an incredible amount of money. And the only knock on Cousins, the only one, is that he can't win in the playoffs. Even though he has, and he had that awesome throw against the Saints, but he does not have a sparkling record in the postseason. He would be perfect. Like, yeah, he's not as mobile as you would like, but just snap, throw, get the ball out, be accurate, get the ball to playmakers' hands but have more of an ability to throw the ball downfield and not wet his pants. Kirk Cousins should take a pay cut and go play for San Francisco and go win a ring next year. That is such an obvious fit. And maybe Purdy will ball out against the Lions and that defense at home. Maybe he will. But interceptable balls, man. Like he, he, he looked absolutely terrible in that game. Terrible. And, yeah, he's going to blame it on the rain, and he started with the glove on and everything else. His playoff games, Seattle, his numbers looked very good. He did not start the game well. The next week against Dallas, it was a 19-12 to game. 
We never got to see what was what would happen in the Eagles game because he got hurt early on and his elbow was jacked up. But it didn't look like it was going well for him when that injury happened. Uh, and then the, and now this game, uh, he wins at at the end because because uh, Jordan Love ended up, you know, he outplayed Purdy except really for two throws. And they were two costly throws, and you can't leave that out. You know, like that has to get baked into your analysis of, of the player. But yeah, uh, if you watch that game, you didn't leave that game thinking that Brock Purdy, they won the game because the 49ers had the better quarterback. They didn't. Um, and that's going to be the case again on, on in the NFC Championship game. The Lions have the better quarterback than San Francisco. And, and 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 I don't think this is a straw man, but you could tell me if it is. Like maybe I'm just arguing against people that I see on Twitter locally. Um, and if I, I am, I don't mean to be. This should not be lumped in with bad January Packers playoff losses of the last 15 years. No. Like, like it it was painful. They did have the game won. Jordan Love's interception will be remembered, but this is not the NFC Championship game against Seattle turtling with field goals. They were the youngest offense in the NFL. Right. They were a huge underdog. They were on the road. They're the youngest offense in the league. Like they bad, bad job to not finish the job. And they made mistakes, no question. But this is this is not that NFC Championship game to Tampa in the COVID year when basically no one was at Lambeau. Like this, this is not as bad as the Lafleur with Rodgers and the McCarthy with Rodgers NFC championship game losses. This is not that caliber of loss. No, the only thing I, I would wonder about is the next time they're in the playoffs, is Jordan Love the type of guy who blocks out and doesn't give a crap about how this last game went with the turnovers, or is it something that manifests again and like hovers around and hangs around him for any duration or stretch of his career. That happens with some guys. Forty-eight against Dallas, man. Yeah, I I, I think they're going to be fine. I think that they're, you know, they're going to have to pay him now. We'll see where that money comes in. 